I'm sure you're familiar with the rules for being on duty, Lieutenant Kim. As long as they don't interfere with my job, I believe wearing makeup and accessories is allowable, Commander. Under normal circumstances, perhaps. But we are currently flying in the demotion sector. <laughs> demotion is not normal. Could you stop going on about the ship being downgraded? Things are depressing enough around here. I'm sorry. I mean, I know how hard this is. But if headquarters sees that we're following regs better than we were before, then they might get us reassigned. Mm-hmm. She's right. But isn't it the other way around? Mm-hmm. Being out in the demotion sector and out of sight of all those HQ tide asses means we can all act any way we want to. You know what? You should really try to loosen up a little, Commander. Uh-huh. Uh, that'll keep us out here forever! Well, that wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> Sounds fine to me. Huh? Captain! <laughs> Looks like I'm right. Podcast where three dudes in their forties talk about anime. Are we gonna have sex talk? <laughs> <laughs> this is Love Line. Are you a Doctor Drew? <laughs> Are you a Doctor Seuss? <laughs> Bill, your skin is looking a little dry. <laughs> That's because I'm joining the reptiles. <laughs> I've had it with you monkeys. I've had it with you flesh bags. <laughs> You're a strong-hearted girl, Andy. Well, you would be, at least. <laughs> Thank you. I have been watching a lot of RuPaul. A Can't lot. confirm. Not that part, just the... <laughs> I, I don't know what you're watching. The lip sync between Nina Bonina Brown and Valentina from season nine, or yeah, season nine, was whack and the biggest upset in Drag Race history. Of course you're right. Allow me to agree with you completely. I'm Matthew. That's my, I don't know if it's my favorite or least favorite line for the entire anime. It was so weirdly phrased. I took it as sarcasm. Like, I couldn't say that without being a dick. But it's Yamamoto, so you know he wasn't, he was he was actually being sincere, which is so weird. <laughs> I, that, yeah, I think he was a little scared. Oh, uh, well, we'll get... <laughs> of con- course you're right. Allow me to agree with you completely. <laughs> Tone Don't get mad changes at me. everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, we will get the context of that in a little bit. But first, hey guys. Hey, Andy, how's it going? Oh, I'm I'm loving this. Hey, yo, <laughs> I'm loving this. Like almost like a what do you call it? Uh, like a NPR vibe. Su- summer. Oh, just the- <laughs> <laughs> summer. <laughs> Uh, hey, right off the top, I want to m- mention something um, that we talked about in our group chat. I think this is probably what we're going to end up doing. We're like in the heart of summer or like going to be in the heart of summer, I guess. Technically, by the time this comes out, it's technically like calendar summer. 
and every year on okay (laughs) yeah every year in tuning japanese we like to take a little bit of a side path like away once we finish up a season uh and we look at some stuff of our own choosing so we like to over the summer in between seasons uh talk about random shows uh and that we want the other hosts to watch so for example we've done things like dragon ball z abridged we've done elf princess rain featuring our one of our first episodes with super fan matt uh our good friend matthew we had mob psycho 100 we did uh the american sailor moon pilot last year <laughs> uh we did freaking tiger king at one point oh hell yes this is our summer viewing program that I'm talking about, and I think we have kind of come to a consensus that there's a good midpoint in Captain Tyler coming up very soon that we're going to take a brief pause from Tyler to do a couple of, uh, well, three uh, different summer viewing episodes where each of us will bring a different program to talk about, and then we'll jump right back into Captain Tyler, and it'll be fantastic, and I'm looking forward to it. I have no idea what I'm going to choose yet, but we've got a little bit of time to figure it out. I have an idea. Bills are never related to anime. Like the closest Bill got was <laughs> when he did Over the Garden Wall, and that was still not exactly anime. That's true. Matt will be the only one that'll choose anime, probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that'll be coming up probably at the around the midpoint of our reviews of Captain Tyler. More on that uh when we get to that point exactly. But <laughs> does anyone have anything for nerd news? I don't think so, honestly. We had the we had the uh, summer games fest, but like there was nothing really that exciting out of that, which is like the replacement for E three that oh, okay. I usually talk about every summer. But uh, the only the only thing that I think got me excited video game wise was uh, they finally showed an extended trailer for the next Final Fantasy Rebirth, which is the part two of the Final Fantasy seven remakes. Okay, so. I'm very excited about that. That'll be that'll be kind of fun. They're kind of following most of the story beats, but if you played the original remake, they are cha- making some significant changes to the actual plot of the story. Okay. And one of the one of the moments from the trailer that I thought was really fascinating was, you know, Bill, you you played seven. Yeah. Matt, you've played. Have you played Final Fantasy seven? Nope. Okay. Other that's possibly the first PlayStation game I played. You know, in the flashback story where we get, like, the Sephiroth and Cloud and all that stuff, the Tifa's, like, and, like, yeah. the young Tifa and all that? Well, there's that scene at the reactor where Tifa's master gets killed and then she goes after Sephiroth and, like, he cuts her and then, like, Cloud has to carry her back and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So there's a voiceover. They show that scene and, like, Sephiroth, like, all in CG, and he, she, like, like he, like, she like, grabs the sword and comes after him, and, like, he grabs the sword by the blade and lifts her up, and then cuts her, and then we hear Sephiroth saying, she died that day, so who is she? And I'm like, what? What are we talking, what are we doing here? Huh. So, they're, they're, they're playing around with continuity and characters, and I'm fascinated to see So, what they're doing happens. a Cloud Zack thing. Uh-huh. Maybe with Tifa. With Tifa instead. Yeah. So... Huh. Interesting. Interesting stuff. I'm interested to see where that goes. So yeah, that's all I have. I don't have anything exciting. I don't think there's anything exciting, but I thought it was might be worth mentioning One Piece is bringing in their first non-Japanese episode director. Oh, really? At American animator Henry Thurlow. What's, uh, what's, I'm not familiar with that name. 
I am not either, actually. He'll be directing episode 1066 of One Piece. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Well, he has done key animation on quite a few uh, anime titles. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in charge of animation cleanup on Castlevania seasons 3 and 4. Oh, nice. Any director's credits? Apparently he started his own Japan-based animation studio in 2016. What's his name? Henry Thurlow. Okay, not who I'm thinking of. Okay. Not to be uh, confused with Furlow from Farscape. That's a, that, that's a good reach. I like that. Or Henry David Thoreau, the 19th century philosopher and writer. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, that's cool. That's... Still, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fairly uncommon, I'm going to guess. Yeah, absolutely. We just said it's the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'm unfair. Yep. Well, for, for, for that anime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for okay. one So piece. it's rare. So, hey. Well, it's very rare. This is the definition of rare. Hey, smart-ass Bill, you got anything you want to add to this conversation, or you got anything to add, or? Uh, no, not really. No. Okay, that's fair. Not a lot going on. Okay, no, that's all right. Uh, do you guys want to talk about an episode of The Irresponsible Captain Tyler, then? Uh, that's what we're here for. Always. All right. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about the episode number 11, into motion does a woman bloom. It's my week. Man, I'm lucky with these draws. <laughs> At least that title makes a little more sense now that we've seen the episode. Yes. Going in, I had no idea what it meant. And yeah. I was really worried once again. Like, just by title alone, what this was going to be about. Yeah. Thankfully, not the sexual awakening of the twins or anything. No, thank God we didn't go there or anything. Absolutely not. Not that kind of show. It is anime. So... Butt to butt. <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Oh, God, we open. No, I shouldn't start that. Never mind, what after the butt to butt. We begin. There's one thing about series that's pretty rare for the time uh, that'll make us a bit happy, I think. Uh -huh. There's no recap episode. Yay! <laughs> oh, that's weird. Bill, remember when we had, like, four recap episodes? <laughs> yes. And we just said no? <laughs> and we just skipped them all for Wolf's Reign? <laughs> you should have. At least one of them might have been worth it. We did a truncated version. I think we did release, like, as part of one of the episodes, like, all right, well, here are the four recap episodes, because there was, like, one scene that was new or something uh -huh. like that. Yeah, you're right. We did do them. We just put them into one episode. Well, anyway, we begin episode 11 with a kind of a, a strange back and forth. We get Lieutenant Kim, who we remember, hopefully, from the past episodes as being... From her back. From her back, yeah, from being the one that, like, is just kind of... Yeah, very enchanting. Yes. Nape. Very nice uh, back, and I don't know, that doesn't sound right either. Well, anyway, she's in the middle of a, of a beauty routine that is, like, kind of sprinkled throughout what we get in this opening scene. Yuriko charges in to chastise our good friend, Cryburn, uh, who apparently was supposed to be on cleaning duty. Apparently this is very common. They're all just going to do everything they can to get out of having to clean anything on this poor ship. <laughs> I thought the whole cleaning duty and the structure of that kind of fell back to, like, how the Japanese school, like, classrooms are set up, and they have a uh -huh. person who's supposed to do different chores. Is that yeah. something, Matt? Or am I... No, I, I, yeah, yeah, that I, it could definitely be uh, something they're doing there. Hmm. I wonder if that 
sense of discipline in like schools extended into military life? I'd imagine, yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see connections being made there. You know, like the Japanese uh, schools uh, way back when were like based on Prussian military. Really? At least in their uh, method of uh, their uniforms and whatnot. And okay, current uniforms for Japanese schools are like an offshoot, I think, mm-hmm. of those designs. Can we go back for a second? Because oh, of Kim course, is, we want to talk about Kim. Kim is drinking be- some beer, some sort of like space beer. Yes, <laughs> this beer. <laughs> this it's a space show, so of course there's space everything, including space original draft beer. <laughs> I love it. I want to drink space beer. Commit to the bit. Space beer. <laughs> yeah. Space beer. It's beer. In space. <laughs> space beer. It's beer in space. Well, going back to our good friend Yuriko and Cryburn, I think it's rats in the background, potentially. It doesn't matter. They don't show who's actually speaking in this moment. It says, like, oh, don't worry. He switched with Anderson. Yuriko's like, um, no one filed that with me? Uh, right. You're supposed to right. let me know exactly where everyone is at any time. I, the paperwork. I feel a little bad for Yuriko because she's really trying to make the ship run, and it seems like she's the only one doing so. Even Yamamoto, he agrees that things should be done, but he's more just like in that yes man role yes. than he isn't actually like organizing <laughs> anything. Oh, well, yes. thank you. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that worked. That worked really well. <laughs> Yuriko rushes to the bridge and finds that no one is there. No one but Tanuki-san. Yes, just Tanuki-san. Uh, Katori does show up. Apparently took over for Kim, because Kim is supposed to be on the night shift. Yes. Yep. But no, she's drinking space beer. Space beer. And before bed, which is uh, kind of odd. I mean, sleep aid, maybe. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Drink beer in bed? <laughs> Not as good as a shower beer, but... No, shower beer is the pinnacle. It really honestly is. That's the only thing I'm sad for you that you don't drink is that you never, you'll, and you're in Texas. You're in prime shower beer territory. <laughs> 100%. True enough. If only I didn't go out of my way to always avoid anything alcoholic or anybody. So you need to, uh, sh- shower Pepsi? Like in a glass bottle? Yeah. Oh my God. Get a glass bottle of like root beer or something. <laughs> no. Okay, that'll no, that'll change your life. That'll That's change your life. That's a beer I'll get into. Yeah, no, that would actually, that's probably work out. It would. Yuriko has no idea what's going on at this point. Like, she's lost control. Like, she thinks she, <laughs> she has to have control, and nothing is going right at this point. Um, yeah. I would ask why Tyler isn't helping, but we all know kind of, like, what help he would be. <laughs> right, exactly. And we learned from Katori that uh, so-called night duty, you're in space, guys. Come on, there's no night. <laughs> is bad for uh, Kim's skin. So that's why we see her doing her skin regimen before beer in bed. And I would like to note that the alternate title for this episode is Yuriko is not amused because this is the first time of like 16 that I think I write it in my notes that Yuriko is not amused by this. (laughs) Strictly stepping back to talk about sci-fi. I suppose they probably, the body still needs circadian rhythms. Yes, it does. And galactic empire, not galactic empire, but a galactic force would have to have some kind of regimented way of time. Yes, there's no true night-night. Yeah. Correct. But, but they yeah. still have 
artificial cycles. Yeah, they probably have artificial cycles that aren't apparently not broken up well enough because obviously that would be the right way to get everything done. But mm-hmm. um, we cut over. Speaking of Tyler uh, from earlier, we go to Yuriko and Yamamoto who are ganging up on Tyler, telling him that he has to enforce the damn rules, even though they're in the demotion sector. That doesn't matter. That's no excuse. You have to be following the rules. The rules. And Tyler plays his usual card of just being nice and trying to defuse the situation, being but like, Yuriko, your skin, it normally is so soft. It's kind of dry. Uh, yeah. And, and as you might imagine, Yuriko is not amused. <laughs> she berates uh, Yamamoto, too, for not stepping up as a first officer. <laughs> yeah. Do your damn job. <laughs> yeah, do your damn fucking job. He's like, I'm terribly sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, have I ever mentioned that Yamamoto is my favorite character in this anime? You have. Okay, just want to make sure. It's like there's in certain circumstances, I'm I'm certain Yuriko would be his superior, but Mm -hmm. in this situation, Um, but something happened. Am I the only one that caught Matt's uh, Yamamoto impression? It sounded like Vince McMahon. Oh, Vince McMahon. (laughs) Do your Yamamoto impression again. (laughs) <laughs> I I wasn't even paying attention to how I was doing it. <laughs> Maybe it'll come up naturally later. Uh, hey, Lieutenant Kim shows up, and she is all done up. Lieutenant and you know, Kim! Do you, do you, know, <laughs> you shave your legs! Do you, do you know who is amused? Tyler is amused. Yes, very much so. Woohoo! Yuriko is pissed, however. Uh, Kim says that, well, makeup's allowed. Are, are you trying to say that I can't wear yeah. makeup? <laughs> And Yuriko says, uh, yeah, well, we should be more focused. If we're ever going to get out of this demotion zone, mm. which we're constantly reminded that we're in this demotion sector yep. that like yep. still makes no sense to me, but whatever, well, I'm sure it's fine, whatever. Then we have to be serious, and we have to do things the right way so people notice and we get back into the non-demotion, whatever the opposite of demotion is. Yeah. Promotion? Shut up, Bill. You're right. I... <laughs> Good thing you don't judge words. <laughs> The thing is, they don't realize that the real reasons why they've been sent there, and they think that they would let them back. Well, but you we know what the brass think about them. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't give a shit. Even if they, even if they were on their best behavior and followed the rules and did everything, they wouldn't I, let them. Back. Is there? And I'm not, I'm not sure. So that's why I'm putting it up to you. Is there kind of a weird, like feminist dynamic there, where like Yuriko is telling another woman, "You can't be." in the military and wearing makeup. And even if they allow it, you, you can't be doing it. Cause I'm telling you, you can't. Mm. I get like, there's a weird dynamic between these two characters. Yeah. And it's, that, it's, I can't put my finger on it, but something like that. Yeah. There's definitely something going on here with like two uh, women with, uh, with status and, and kind of going about things in different ways, which I think is kind of the theme of this episode and the character study of like Kim's character versus Yuriko's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get throughout this that like, and then it's really, kind of very clearly stated at the end of the episode when they both kind of like finally open up to one another and kind of talk about why they do the things that they do or they they acted the way they did in this situation. But there is definitely something there about like Yuriko dressing down in a metaphorical sense, uh, Kim, right. For her, the way that she's presenting herself, like yeah. how, how is a woman going to be taken seriously? Uh, and, and what kind of blow would that be to, you know, women's, roles within military if Kim is not taking it seriously. I think Yuriko out, outranks her. 
So that's, that's correct. That's, yes. that's even a power dynamic there of mm-hmm. it's coming from the top. Absolutely. Tyler is definitely starting to rub off on some characters under him at this point. Yeah, I would agree with that. And there's a few characters who are very resistant to the uncouth ways of the captain. Yes. To getting rubbed off on. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, hey, Kim says... <gasps> you can Yuriko... rub one off on me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a friend-sharing friction. <laughs> just friend-sharing friction right there. Um, so, you're... Not Yuriko, Kim. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Kim... <laughs> Kim says, you need to loosen up. This is a chance for us to not take this so seriously. Even if it means we're out here forever, is that really that bad? Yeah, I mean, we're not being shot at. Yeah. We're still probably getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to get paid, get their pension, and... Yeah. This is easy this life. Is, this is basically what Tyler was looking for. This right. is 100% is. what Tyler was looking for. He's stumbled... Again, he has accidentally stumbled his way into the life that he's always wanted. Yeah, just trip ass backwards. Who knows what uh, Kim's thoughts would have, be, have been before Tyler showed up on, on the ship. That's a good question. Yeah, we don't really get a sense for... This is like the first episode we finally get a real sense for her character. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to then a scene with Yuriko and Yamamoto where they're taking things into their own hands, quite literally, because... Is this the scene that starts out on her boobs for some reason? Does it? I just know this is the cleaning scene. Um, I can skip in my video and take a look. I can't remember which one it was, but there's definitely one where, like, Yamamoto's gaze goes, like, Maybe it's later. I'm Maybe it's later. Right. I'm watching right now. Let's see. We start with a bunch of trash getting sucked up into a uh, really large vacuum cleaner. Hey, yep. Industrial size. Yeah, no, this is not the boob part. Okay. I Yeah, so she decides, she's, she puts on like some some cleaning clothes just over her uh, her outfit. She's got like a mask on to, you know. There's a lot of debris and nastiness in here. She's just like Haruko for Fully Cooly, actually. Which I'm guessing is just Japanese shorthand for maid. Uh, yeah. Cleaning woman. I love that it's over her uniform, so, like, even in this, she can't take off her actual uniform. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, kind of going along with what we've been talking about, it's a subtle visual nod to, like, all, like, the differences between the two characters, and I really like that. Or they were just lazy. That's also possible. <laughs> Draw the cells over the, ori- the original outfit, absolutely. Yep. No need to change, just go right back to work. Right, go right back to work. Um... So I love how Yamamoto, this is where we get the line where like they start, they want to like start cleaning and leading by example. And this is where Yamamoto's like, allow me to, to agree with you completely. Like, it's such a <laughs> fucking weird line. Kim strolls by in the scene. She's just, she just casually says, good job. It doesn't give a shit. Hi. Hi. <laughs> when uh, Yamamoto says that, Yuriko nods as if to say, yeah, you bet you should. <laughs> <laughs> they They allude to like, like, hey, Kim, you could help with this cleaning. She's like, mm, I just got a manicure. Yeah. I'll fuck up these nails. Uh, Emmy and Yumi are out of uniform, and it's Tyler's doing, of course. He says, yeah. uh, hey, we should just be wearing our civvies around now. Like, yeah. like, who cares? We're in the casual sector. Yes, the casual sector. The demotion zone is now known as the casual sector. Yeah. Guys, Yuriko is not amused. She's going to go find Tyler instead. The show is showing more of its uh, 
old Tatsunoko Captain Harlock roots with this. Uh, do whatever you want as long as you come together when duty calls to... To, to duty. To duty. <laughs> do, do <your> duty. <laughs> be ready when duty... Just be... No matter... Do whatever you want, but re- be ready when duty calls. Yes. Absolutely. Tyler's with some of the mechanics or something. Mike and the mechanics? Yeah, I don't know. He's like, we're building something cool. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get oh. to that in a minute. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to what that is in just a little bit. Yeah, I was I I got confused. Yeah, he's he's uh this character is Charlie, Charlie, okay. one of the Marines. I, Charlie. I didn't I didn't catch his name. They say it later in the episode, but yeah, they haven't said it before now or anything. I've never seen this character before, so I was I was confused. I, I second that. Well, he, well, he's always been there well, among the I Marines. Just... So, well, speaking of characters that we do know, but are barely in this episode. The Doctor and Harumi are walking by, and they get almost run down by Yuriko on a motorbike, who's trying desperately to find Captain Tyler. And then he grabs her ass, and I don't like that. No. No, it's not cool. I don't like it. It's not cool. Uh, He should have got slapped. Ah, for Pete's sake, that was a tight squeeze. Yeah. I guess, guess, potentially, there's a .000001% chance. That he's doing a space colonoscopy. <laughs> Not a, where I a, thought you were going. Just a ring. There's like beep. There. Yeah. Hmm. Well, your procedure's done. We'll get your results in about an hour. Uh, yeah. Ah, don't worry, Ruby. I was just making sure your glutes were in good order. Oh my god. Uh, don't like it. Or, Hated that scene. Didn't need it. Uh, or alternatively, who knows? Exactly how their relationship is developing. Yeah, maybe they're dating. What What if the Doctor and Harumi are an item? Do you think mm-hmm. they'd make a good couple? <laughs> well. I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> probably not. Well, Yuriko does catch up with Tyler and gets all angry about the whole, like, casual Friday vibe on the ship right now. <laughs> uh, this is when Kim saunters by again. I think she's doing this on purpose. Uh, <laughs> probably. And Yuriko... Again, is not amused. Uh, Kim laughs it off, saying that they definitely won't have any emergencies in the demotion sector, which they'll then have an emergency yes. like in about two minutes episode time. Have you learned um, nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Again, they don't understand irony. No. Kim calls Yuriko out for being sexist, um, but maybe goes a bit too far by calling her an overgrown hall monitor. <laughs> maybe too far, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, she kind of is. Yeah. And and she, that the the stickler for the rules who will who will not allow you to traverse the corridors of the Tsurikaze without a hall pass. <laughs> At this point she's probably even thinking, "God, I wish I had could issue hall passes." I wish. Uh Yamamoto tries to cool the situation. The t- the two girls huff and puff and they go their separate ways into the break card. Hey everyone, welcome to the break card. It's Andy, and I hope you are enjoying this episode of Tuning Japanese. We just have one more of these reviews of Captain Tyler on the way before we take a little side trip to our summer viewing little insider baseball we've recorded two of those episodes already and we're going to reveal what the first one of those is probably next episode so stick around for that i'm very excited to get to those every year summer viewing is one of my favorite 
parts of Tuning Japanese where we take a little break from anime and we watch something that the other two hosts have not seen and we think that they need to watch it. I will give you a little spoiler here since you're sticking around for the break card. It's a very movie-centric summer viewing this year. That's your only clue right now for this break card. Uh, but check back and uh, a couple episodes we'll be getting into some really cool side content. And then after that, we're going to jump right back into some more Captain Tyler. If you want to support us, you can head to Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. There you can get all kinds of bonus content, bonus episodes, and maybe even some bonus gear. If you want some stickers or pins for our podcast, go check that out at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Captain Tower is a weird show. I love it. I hope you are loving it. Let us know how you feel. Send us an email. Check out our social media. We'd love to interact with you. We'd love to talk to you. Let us know how we're doing. And that's about all we have right now. So let's get back into our review of The Irresponsible Captain Tyler. We're back from the break card. And the text that we saw uh, earlier talking to Tyler... Apparently it's a VR whack-a-mole game. Charlie, whatever. Charlie's not going to matter. Charlie's not going to matter. He's not Cryburn. Uh, They're actually going out of of their way to give us some character development for one of these guys. Uh, Sure. Um, We get a VR whack-a-mole game, and uh, just like real VR, Tyler (laughs) nearly gets, like, punched in the face. Yeah. (laughs) A startling prediction. Uh, Yes, a startling future prediction. Of what our world will look like. Specifically, he's going to get hammered. <laughs> Why do you need an actual hammer for the VR game? Like it, uh, Charlie hasn't gotten around to programming a virtual hammer yet, he says. I guess not. I guess They don't have the Nintendo haptics. That's true. They don't have the haptic feedback stuff. That's true. So we go back to Yuriko and Kim once again. Yuriko is angrily doing her job, <laughs> telling Yamamoto <laughs> essentially, get the fuck out of here. While Kim reads magazines. Yes. It almost came across as she was being belligerently literal her job, like, I'm doing my job and just my job, and that's fucking it. Not sure if she's reading O O E E or N N. It's it's like a I'm gonna guess like a like a beauty magazine. Like for her beauty Fashion. Regimens. She's a very fashion conscious yes. woman. Yes, she is. Even if she looks like Peggy Bundy. <laughs> we cut to Yamamoto getting yet another cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What exactly is going on when he gets in the machine? Like, is it just like a, a deprivation chamber? Is his brain getting like scrambled? Like, what what is this? Do they ever explain what this is? Not really. They just call it a cleansing of some sort. Seems a little suspect to me. <laughs> Sci-fi bullshit is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it's a, it's a thing that makes you feel makes you feel better. Yeah. Well, the doc and Yamamoto have a brief conversation here, where essentially it. Just boils down to don't get caught up in a girl quarrel. Ah, <laughs> uh, sexism. Indeed. And once again, the question of what to do if an emergency happens comes up. That's true. It's almost like they're hinting that something could happen in this episode. There could be an emergency. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Kim possible. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck <laughs> Matt, fuck Matt, fuck you. <laughs> that, <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, that didn't work so well. I've been trying to think of a way to to work that title in somehow. <laughs> That's the best a, I could a do. A for effort. A for effort. I, I love you, man. 
the we go to the Marines. They're listening to the, uh, a spat between Kim and Yuriko on a on a little uh, radio that apparently they've got set up to like hooked into the main into the, yep. onto the the bridge. They are found out really quickly, um, and Kim marches down there, and she's like, "You are spying. You could be court martialed." And Anderson's all like, "Look at you getting all high and mighty. I thought you didn't care about rules." <laughs> I thought you I thought you were just trying to be sexy to turn on the captain and I'm like oh she is going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and you know when she comes into their rec room we get a shot of the exterior hallway and I'm ex- so excited of this that this character has made an appearance. But did you guys notice? Did you? No, not not in the least. Kilroy was here. Kilroy Jenkins. Nope. I you know what? Matt It'll be for later, because I, I don't, don't think you can use that voice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know Kilroy was here, right? The the yes. image of the guy with the, the nose and the hands on top of the wall. Oh, yeah. Someone drew that in the uh, Soikaze hallway. Okay, I missed that completely. I missed that reference. It's just such a weird thing. It's <laughs> yeah, they do that sometimes, where they have like these really weird out, like just bizarre references. I like it. I dig it. Uh, like Anderson accused, sort of accuses Kim of dressing sexy to get yes. ahead. Yes, and she responds in kind by kicking him and saying that she would never use her feminine wiles to get ahead. Uh, we cut to the night shift. Yuriko says that uh, I'm going to take on the night shift. Go, go away, Yamamoto. Just leave it to me. Tyler makes another comment about her poor skin. Yuriko <laughs> isn't amused. Yuriko does have a little bit of a murder complex. She definitely does. And then again, that gets addressed later on in this episode in the finale. So everyone leaves for the night, except for Yuriko. She's going she's to handle the night shift all on her own. Yeah, although Yamamoto shows some inkling of wanting to stay behind. Yes. To help he out. Does. But she's just like, no, just go. And he's going to do what he's told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Tyler sneaks in to play VR. Kim spends some time picking out her outfit for tomorrow, and then... This is where she says, fuck fashion. <laughs> we then get a scene where Yuriko dreams of wearing red high heels. So, like, now they're, like, doing, like, the, the streams are crossing here. Yeah. And, like, yeah. They're, they're kind of, like, going the opposite direction. And then, oh, no, a fire. Cuz fire. Cuz fire. It's Tyler, who's playing whack-a-mole and just breaking shit. <laughs> um, they realize it's Tyler, and this is where Kim swoops in because they can't open the door. But she unlocks the door. She puts out the fire. And uh, working together, Kim and Yuriko save poor Tyler, who is covered in foam and none the wiser of what the hell has just happened and the fact that he almost was going to die. (laughs) Which is very on brand, although my brain just went, did he do this on purpose to bring them together? No, of course he didn't. He's an idiot. Or did he? No, he didn't. He did not. (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to throw the possibility of it. He didn't. He's an idiot. He's covered in foam. Uh, and that is my favorite image from the whole episode. Mine is when he says, "Hey guys, what's up?" And then everybody's standing there, like burnt, staying there with <laughs> staying there with schmutz everywhere, and going, "Captain!" In unison, I love that. That's my favorite little bit. Considering how he kind of shows up out of nowhere, has no uh, relationships, and then wins everything, is it possible Tyler is one of your Times Lord? Uh, times Lord? Huh? What if he is a Times Lord? A Doctor's Who, if you do- will. What if he is a Doctor's <laughs> I Who? I don't understand most of what that is, but does that not track? 
<laughs> that does track a little bit. There's some... There's an essay to be written. <laughs> well, Kim and Yuriko make nice. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get in the middle of that girl quarrel. <laughs> It's more like you, Tyler you knows how the universe. Behind you? What was that, I swear like... to God, I saw underwear fly behind you. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor Matt's trying to form his thing. I'm just like laughing about you throwing your underwear. <gasps> the fuck? Weird. A weird <laughs> session. <laughs> well, they make nice, Yuriko and Kim do, and they break out drinks. Yeah. We cut briefly to the doctor's uh, medical bay and. Doc, Doc is like, sorry, Tyler, there's no alcohol for the sick, which I love that line. <laughs> no, no alcohol for the wounded. Unless he, the doctor is disinfecting you by spitting it into your wound. Into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yamamoto laments about not getting women. That tracks. Not understanding uh, them, I should say. Yes. That yeah. It's like the trailer for this episode. <laughs> if we really understood how women think, we wouldn't be working here. Oh, Lord. I'd say you could get plenty of women. Yeah, you did. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you could have. Could have. Could have, should have. Maybe not should have. But, like, could have. No, should have. Not definitely not should have. So, this, okay, so this is the part of the episode where we finally understand and they finally drop reasons for why they were the women. I really like this scene, the scenes there they have together here. I do. I think it took a lot to get to this. Like, you know what yes. I mean? But, like, I'm glad that they had it. Because if they just were like, oh, we're friends now, blah, 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 wasn't that crazy, and then didn't address this stuff, that would have been some terrible writing. Man, women Correct. sure are crazy, aren't they? No, like, they <laughs> have, like, reasons for, like, doing what they do. And that makes sense. It's the classic, sometimes it takes a crisis to bring people together. Yes, absolutely. Kim admits that she wanted to kind of make it to the front line in battle. Which surprises Yuriko. Like, she's like, I, I wanted to be a part of, like, actual, like, conflict. Um, and Yuriko's like, wow, I didn't expect that from you because you we don't really talk and interact. And I haven't nearly asked you these things before. Um, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to be up front and see the life leave a man's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of my bayonet. Oh, dear. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, if you stab a man in the dead of winter, steam will rise up from the body. Yeah. So, <laughs> this idea of, like, fighting for her life maybe would have brought her more focus, she says. Yeah. Like, like this would have made my life made sense, essentially. Right. Like, she kind of doesn't know, like, what she wanted to do with her life. So this was, She like, thrives in high-pressure environments. Yes, which we see in the mm. scene where she jumps into to save Tyler. Yeah, yep. exactly. She does that really well. Um, Yuriko says that she yearns for the rules of the military, that, like, she was worried that she would just kind of like live a listless, unimportant life. So she's thrown herself into the military's like strictness and code. And that's why she follows it to a T because she's worried like, what would she have done with her life had she not followed that strictness? Which I get, I, I, that, that makes sense for her character and that adds some extra layers. So I like this sort of like dichotomy and like shows like why they didn't get along in that those moments because they're going about life in very different ways. Yeah. Right. And if you're going from the gender politics thing there, it's kind of like um, Kim is trying to downplay her masculine traits by looking girly and wearing makeup. And uh, Yuriko is trying to play them up, you know, with the military regiment, strict, no makeup, always wear a uniform kind of thing. Hmm. Absolutely. 
Yeah, there's definitely probably some gender politics in the military going on there. Absolutely. Until this point, they were simply, their dynamic was simply superior subordinate. And now, because of this crisis, they've started, it's going to go beyond that. Yes, at least understand one another. Yep. Maybe become close. I've never been in the military, but it uh, seems like it's something that could be pretty important. I think it's important for the anime. We need these two female characters to have more depth. Yuriko already had a good amount of depth. It just added to her depth. Kim didn't have any depth. We're giving her some depth here. I, I think that's really important for the show. Most of the first half of this series is character development. And I also wonder if this is a case where we're reading more into it than was put there. We would never do that, Bill. Maybe all this gender politics and all that, that, maybe, yeah, maybe we're just reading crap into it that isn't actually written in there. It seems like good writing, but that's after we've... <laughs> Dissected the shit out of it. Huffed, huffed over farts for a while. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler shows up with some additional booze. I don't know where he got it from, because <laughs> he was already denied it from the doctor. They <laughs> swept the bottle before he went while their back was turned. Must have. Uh, Kim says that um, Tyler doesn't understand anything. This does amuse Yuriko. Because <laughs> they're on the mm -hmm. same page of making fun of Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I do too. Uh, Kim worries that she might be the one drifting about. This is where they get into some more of that. Like, um, you know, like, may maybe I am the one who's drifting that you were worried about doing, uh, Yuriko. So they talk about why Kim was wearing the, the, the clothing that she was. But now that she is close with Yuriko, um, she doesn't need to wear the, that kind of clothing anymore. So Yuriko kind of hints that, you know, like, well, if you're not going to wear those nice clothes, <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do with those heels? <laughs> it's cute. I like I like the scene. It's also kind of an excuse for, you know what? We're not going to draw her in other outfits anymore. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that's, that, that's fair. <laughs> It's an old joke about people, characters always dressing the same in anime for the entire run of the series with no wardrobe changes. As lazy as Sailor Moon was, like, <laughs> fashion and, like, the daily outfits that, like, the characters would wear were always different. And I like yeah. I liked that about the show. But I think that was part of the core DNA of the original. Yes. Like, manga. Yeah, absolutely it was. Yeah, because uh -huh. uh, she was super into fashion. Yeah, which is why so... like the 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 four sisters from like season two, like they were all based off like runway models and looks. I guess I didn't realize they were mm -hmm. based on individual models specifically, or I think like specific like uh, like iconic like Harajuku whatever district looks or whatever. Oh, fair enough. There's one little bit in the scene that I, I I don't know why I love it so much, but it's just. Kim telling Tyler to get a clue and sh casually shoving him away. <laughs> I like onto it too. He falls down onto his butt. I like it. The two women near the end of the episode here, they're, they're going to be both women and soldiers, soldiers now. We end with Katori on the bridge being like, ah, silence has returned. And it's like, don't know if I like that. It's like, ah, the damn women are stopped fighting. So <laughs> don't think no, we needed that. But, but yeah, that was episode 11. Tori's just happy that any sort of conflict uh, has resolved itself. I don't know. I don't know enough about Katori yet. Maybe next episode will be about Katori, because that's the only character I feel like we don't know anything about. <laughs> 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 and uh, we're going to talk about that next time. But first, this is the part of the show where we talk about our thoughts on this episode.
I think I enjoyed it more after talking about it with y'all, which is normal for this podcast. I yeah, came yeah. in not loving this episode, watched it, rewatched it, took the notes, kind of dreaded the rewatch, honestly. So I'm glad that we got a lot out of it compared to what I originally wanted. Was it a amazing, exciting, thrilling episode that keeps you going? Absolutely not. Like, no, not at all. It's a character study. Just fine. We need those early on here in the anime. And it was more interesting after dissecting it than it was watching it. So um, it's an okay episode. It was fine. I kind of agree with you there because watching it, I was just like, okay, that's just stuff that happened. And again, I'm not 100% sure that what was there intentionally and what we were just fan writing in, fan jamming in. Yeah, it's, it wasn't that bad after we talked about it. It was it was kind of slow just watching it. C. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a it's a minor episode. Even though I do enjoy the uh, character, some of the character development, <laughs> the whack a mole thing is really stupid. It's really dumb. It's a it's a dumb driving force. It's just we need Tyler to do something stupid so these characters can get along. Like it's a weird choice. Yeah, I I will say about that. I'm glad it wasn't the Ralgons again. <laughs> For once. For once. Well, I mean, yeah, this demotion sector, there's nothing going on. Yeah, that won't last, I'm sure. The Ralgons will make their way into the demotion sector at some point here in the near future. <laughs> Other thoughts on that, Matt? Or are you good? I really do enjoy uh, getting some more knowledge about uh, characters like the Marines who don't get to do much, mostly their background for the most part. But they're some of my favorite background characters. Yeah, Anderson and Cryburn especially. Even they're more tertiary characters. It's like Gurren Lagan when like you had like you had like yeah. Simone and, and uh Yoko and You just Tamina. you think you're seeing all these people tons of people and you and you keep thinking about what their possible stories might be. Like Bill, remember when yes. we watched Gurren Lagan and we got to near the end and like all some of those like real side characters finally got like moments to shine. Yep. I still couldn't tell you the names of those characters, but like, oh, yeah, it's no. nice to see them like get like some recognition. It's I agree. Like I was like, scared. I don't remember that name. <laughs> I've seen them a hundred times. And don't forget, I did make that handy dandy guide to the Marines. It's true, and I very much appreciate it. He appreciates the handy. That's why they call me Handy Andy. Uh, <laughs> so episode twelve is our next one. It is a Bill episode, and it is the day the Soya Kaze vanished. This looks like it's right down my alley of weird shit. I thought it might be. I think there's going to be a lot of fun had with this one. Cool. Bill gets all kinds of stuff that he really enjoys. It's his favorite episodes, and I get women being crazy. Anyway. <sighs> women. Performative misogyny. Performative misogyny. Auto. Auto-erotic misogyny? No. Anyway. <laughs> Well, <laughs> next time we're going to talk about episode 12, I think it's about time then that we close it out. And Matt takes us home tonight. Take me home tonight. Every time. I don't want to something, 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 see the light. <laughs> <laughs> something, 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 dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
This has been Tuning Japanese, the podcast where three dudes in their 40s talk about anime. I really just wanted to do this some more. Hey, you know what I always say? There's no alcohol for the wounded. Oh man, but 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 I'm I'm wounded. I'm Andy. <laughs> I'm bad for your skin. I'm oh. Bill. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> we, I guess we'll see you next time. No, I'm embarrassed. Kisses. And that was a threat. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information on our show, visit tuningjapanese.com, where you can find links to our past eight seasons of the show, bonus episodes, and articles. You can also contact us on social media. Visit facebook.com slash tuningjapanese for updates, tweet at us at tuningjapanese, and email us your feedback and comments at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please consider supporting our show by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to today's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, or any other number of podcatchers. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese and support the show monetarily. There you can find bonus episodes and our special audio series, Tuning In, we provide first impressions on a number of popular anime series. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Ryan Nash and Matthew Van Diver. Yeah, I thought being assigned to the Soyokaze would be a quick ticket to battle. I would never have figured you to volunteer for frontline duty, Lieutenant Kim. Well, I thought that having to fight for my life would help to bring it more into focus. Well, war is a matter of life and death. Commander? Yeah? So, why did you join the Space Force? <laughs> Can't you tell? I think if I weren't in the Force, with a lot of clear-cut rules for everything, I'd end up just drifting in my life. <laughs> Strange to think how weak I really am. Really? You, Commander? I would never have guessed it. Huh? Having fun? Here! Well, you're being unusually considerate, Captain. Thanks. Huh? Well, Commander, no matter where we go, we find people who never understand anything. I hear you. Oh. I feel sorry for you. The person who just doesn't get anything is your captain. Would you get a clue? You know something? I think I'm finally starting to understand you. I just wish she'd understand me.